Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus gave us the parable of the talents. This is indeed a sobering reality that we will all stand before Jesus one day and give an account of how we used our gifts and talents and skills and abilities that he has given us. How well are you using the gifts and talents that Jesus has given you in the advancement of his kingdom and his gospel? Do you use your time and talents primarily for yourself and your life and your comfort and your fun? Or are you using them for Jesus and his kingdom? Let's open our Bible now to Matthew chapter 25 and look at this incredible and sobering parable of the talents. Well, good morning and welcome to another teaching. It's a Friday morning here in Texas and hopefully all are loving on Jesus, spending time with Jesus and growing to be a... Uh, a more devout disciple of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Um, we've said it this whole series. I mean, we've said it for years and years. Uh, you know, there is, there's nothing in our lives that's more meaningful. Uh, there's nothing in our lives more important than, you know, growing as a disciple of Jesus, growing to know him, growing to love him, growing to know his love for us, and most importantly, growing to increasingly obey him in every aspect of our lives. So I, I think this is around the, uh, the 12th or 13th teaching. I'm not sure. Um, in the series, I mean, we'll have one or two left, I believe, after this. And, you know, we'll be done um, with the series. And so, uh, man, it's been good. Thank you, Lord. Hopefully you're enjoying the, you know, this teachings. Again, the, the purpose of this is, is for a, uh, it's a curriculum, so to speak, uh, for discipleship. And, you know, different tools that we've been given by Jesus to, to be growing, more intimate, more effective disciples of his. Um, and so thank you, Lord Jesus. Today we're going to discuss part two of, uh, of our gifts and talents. So, Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy, your favor, your goodness, your your incredible grace on our lives. Father, we thank you for our Bible. We thank you that you've given us this, this wonderful Bible, Father. We just thank you for our Bible. Father, above all, we thank you for Jesus, our only Lord and Savior and Master and King. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for creating us. We thank you for creating the world we live in. We thank you for entering into this world, Lord, that, uh, that, that we ruined in sin. And we thank you, Lord, for living a perfect life for us that we could never live. We thank you for dying a torturous death for us that we should have died. We thank you and worship you today that you are alive and risen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now. We ask you, as always, to give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to understand. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So again, this is going to be part two of, I think that the, the title will be something like Gifts and Talents. Um, I'm not sure uh, Stephen and Nathan and Kristen are, are titling the messages. So today we're going to discuss uh, the parable in Matthew 25, verses 14 to 30. Matthew 25, 14 to 30. And it is the, the parable of the talents. Um, and so before we go into that, again, I'm going to read 
the Great Commission. And again, this is where Jesus, the resurrected Christ, is talking to his disciples and he commissions us one and all. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Okay, so there, there it is. Jesus didn't tell us to be converts. He didn't even tell us to be Christians. Uh, I mean, we need to be Christians first, but ultimately the goal of our life and the purpose of our life every one of us, is to be a growing disciple of Jesus Christ. The disciple of Jesus is an apprentice of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, someone who's trying to model literally every aspect of their lives after Jesus. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, relationally, we want to be more like Jesus and live and speak and think as Jesus would have us to. So thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, so turn to Matthew 25, and we're going to do this parable of the talents, verses 14 to 30. This is uh, incredible stuff here. This is a, uh, a remarkable parable as I was studying and preparing for this, and uh, wow. I mean, uh, the Lord has given us, Jesus has given us each, every one of us, that's that's a Christian, and everyone that's not, all 8 billion people in the world have been given gifts and talents from Jesus, spiritual gifts, as well as abilities and skills, um, things that we're good at, um, and these are called talents. Uh, these were given us for the purpose of advancing the cause of Jesus Christ. These were given us to, to walk in the kingdom of God to advance the kingdom of God, the Son of God, Jesus, and the Word of God. Um, and we talked about last time how, you know, regrettably, really all of us at different levels um, really use the gifts and the talents and the skills and the abilities and the time and the, and the money we've been given. You know, we use it immensely for ourselves in our own interests, our own desires, our own comforts, our own pleasures. Um, and again, you know, we do need to use our skills and abilities to go out and to make a living and to, and to earn money and to, you know, and to take care of our responsibilities and to, uh, you know, and to pay our bills and to, you know, to take care of our families. Of course, we need to do all that. But the ultimate reason we have these abilities and skills is not for me and my life and my wife and my kids and, you know, you know, my savings and my retirement and, uh, you know, my fun and my vacation, um, you know, ultimately more and more, we want to be using our gifts and talents in the advancement of the kingdom of God, using them for Jesus. And we're going to see in this parable that, uh, that he's serious about it. So, all right, Matthew 25 verses 14 to 30, I'm going to read it first and then we'll walk through it. All right, Matthew 25, verse 14. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. That's big. Uh, our gifts, our talents, our skills, our money, our time, 
everything we have, Nathan, doesn't belong to us. It belongs to Jesus. <laughs> okay. And again, that's this is an incredibly hard principle to live out, but it's one every one of us, everyone in the world is called to increasingly grow in this understanding and live in this understanding that in this life, we don't own anything. Everything we have is on loan. How do we know it's on loan, Susan? Well, we know it's on loan because we can't really keep it, right? There's not one thing we have here, May, right? There's nothing we have in this life that's ours permanently. Nothing can we take with us out of this world. So do we see how everything, Scott, right, is, is really on loan? Because ultimately, at the time of our death, we can't take it with us, okay? So we really don't own anything in this life. Now, in the next life, we will own things as the parable, which is, is pretty remarkable in Luke 16, teaches us. We will have property that will really be our own in the next life. And the obvious reason for that is because we will never die. So we could actually own things and we'll have things and we'll keep them forever because we'll never die again. Wow. So this life um, is a, a process of, of, of using all that belongs to Jesus, all that he's given us to steward, our time, our gifts, our talents, our skills, um, our abilities, um, and our money, our treasure, uh, it, for his purposes, um, for the advancement of his kingdom, for his interests. Um, and we're going to be rewarded accordingly when we're in heaven for how well we did that. And our reward will determine, you know, our position in heaven. Um, it'll determine how we experience heaven. Um, it'll have nothing to do with getting to heaven. Okay. Um, using our time, our talents, our money, nothing we do helps us get to heaven. We get to heaven only by trusting and receiving Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of our sins and the salvation of our soul. We can't help him with that, okay? It's by grace, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, that we were saved from our sin and ultimately go to heaven, right? It's a gift of God. It's not of any work we do or don't do. So thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, wow. Hope I can get through this. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. This is Jesus, okay? Jesus has entrusted his property to us. To one, he gave five talents of money, to another, two talents, and to another, one talent, each according to his ability. Okay, so I guess I'm not going to read the whole thing because I just can't get by it. I can't, I can't get by another verse here, Pop. All right, so to one he gave five talents of money, Stephen, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Now, a talent wasn't a coin in Jesus' day. Uh, a talent was a weight of money. And in my, uh, and in my, in my study, Scott, and, and just doing the, the historical context and the research of the times, um, scholars say that a talent, you know, was worth could be worth up to 20 years of a man's wages. So it says that to one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on the journey. So even the guy who got one talent was given an immense amount, okay? 
So even if you got one talent, you were given what would be equivalent of what you would earn in that day in a 20-year span of work. (laughs) Wow. So each one of them was entrusted with, 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 with an immense amount to steward. So obviously it's a parable. Jesus is the, is the man who went on a journey, right? Jesus has come. Yeah, he's come into the world that he created. He's redeemed it. He's given his life for us. He's been raised from the dead. He's ascended back to heaven. And so now, you know, he's on that journey. He's gone to heaven, but he will return. Okay. And I'll read this. Look at verses uh, 16 and 19. And we're going to get back to 25, but verses 16 and 19. The man who had received the five talents went at once, went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Verse 19, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. You hear that, Alicia? Wow. That ought to give us a little pause. Look at verse, look at Matthew 25, 19, Corinne. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. You see that rap? So Jesus is going to return, okay? We will leave this life either when we go to him or he comes and gets us as believers, and he is going to settle accounts with them, okay? If you have truly received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've trusted Jesus alone, right? If you're clinging to Jesus, Wendy, for the forgiveness of your sins and the salvation of your soul, then you'll stand before Jesus at what's called the judgment seat of Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.10. You'll give an account of how you used the talents that Jesus has given you, the time that he's given you, the skills and the abilities, the things that you're good at, and and how you used your money, your treasure, you'll give an account of how you use these in the work of Christ, how you use these in the advancement of the kingdom of God and the son of God and the word of God. And, you know, how you use them and how I use them in the, you know, in the advancement of our own lives, for our own pleasure, for our own comfort, um, for our own desires. And we will be rewarded accordingly. If you're not a Christian, um, you'll stand before Jesus. You'll, you know, you'll go before the great white throne judgment, um, Revelation 20, 11 to 14. And uh, you'll give an account of your life. Nothing you've done will, will help you to get to heaven. Okay. Um, and you'll be assigned a place in hell for how you used your time, talents, and money. Um you know, and, and the level of selfishness and wickedness, um, accordingly, how you used it, you'll be assigned a, a place in hell. Okay, so we see that no one has the same reward in heaven and no one has the same punishment in hell. We're, we're all rewarded accordingly. Wow, golly. Now, again, nothing we do or don't do 
gets us to heaven or sends us to hell. The reason that someone is in hell is that they they refused to receive Jesus Christ as Savior. That's the only reason. They refused to humble themselves before Jesus, acknowledging their hopelessness, their helplessness, and their desperation. And they refused to simply receive him, as John 1.12 says, right? John 1.12, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God. Um, and, you know, because the only reason, again, that someone will not be in heaven for all eternity is that they rejected Jesus Christ. They rebuffed Jesus. They would not receive Jesus. They were stubborn in their pride. And again, unwilling to simply humble themselves, acknowledge their sin, their need of Jesus, and, and humbly cry out to him to save them and to be the Lord of their life and to save them from their sin and to bring them to heaven when they die. Wow. All right. So again, verse 19, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Jesus will come back. This is real. Okay. Obviously, all of us, we, you know, we're in life, we're, you know, we're, we're living our lives, we're busy, we're doing these things. And, you know, we believe in Jesus and and we believe the Bible, but, you know, sometimes we just live our lives. I mean, I've certainly done this, right? And I do do it, right? Where we just, we're caught up in everything, right, Tom? And we just, uh, you know, we, we it almost seems like, man, it's too good to be true. Well, it is true. It is real. And Jesus will return. Jesus is speaking these words. This is his words. This is his parable of the talents, and it's given as an exhortation to us. It's given as a warning to us. It's given as an encouragement to us. Right, Becky? After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Jesus is going to settle the account with us. Uh, a day of reckoning is coming for how we've lived our lives, whether you're a believer or unbeliever. Wow. All right, let's go back to verse 25. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. We already said that even one talent was an a, a immense amount, right? It was, it was worth a combined 20 years of a man's wages, scholars say. But it says each according to his ability, okay? So, so as we've seen, obviously, as we see all over life, Different people have different skills, different gifts, different talents, different abilities, different capabilities, all given by Jesus. So, again, it's very easy for us. And certainly, again, I confess that, you know, I'm not in the mindset I need to be oftentimes. Anything that we're good at, okay, anything that you're skilled at, Scott, if, if you're good at managing money, if you're good at managing other people's money, um, if you're good as an engineer, um, if you're good as an accountant, if you're good with numbers, if you're good uh, as a teacher, if you're good as a, as a programmer, as an IT guy, Stephen, Kristen, if you're good in marketing and communications, Nathan, if you're good as an architect, 
um, you know, rap, if you're good at just, you know, at just, just managing and, you know, just the, the, you know, the software and the IT and helping companies get things together and just these hard things. If you're good as a doctor, man, if you're good as a carpenter, right, Pop? Whatever you're good at, that's, that's not because you're awesome. As we saw last time, it's it's certainly our job, as Paul told Timothy, to fan into flame the gift that's been given you. But ultimately, we would be good at nothing if it wasn't given us by Jesus. Okay, so whatever you're good at, whatever you're talented at, so to speak, whatever you're you know skilled at or capable in, that's because Jesus has given you that may. So that's that's the beginning of where we go on all this, is acknowledging our skills, our capabilities, our talents, whatever we're talented at, good at, skilled at, first that's been given by Jesus. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, remember he gave, and do another one talent, each according to his ability. So when we look around again, you know, let's say again, if someone is skilled at playing baseball, we can see all different levels, all the way from, you know, a child, and we can see different children that just play better than the other children. They're faster, they're quicker, they hit the ball harder. And then we see that all the way up into pro baseball. Okay. We see that in football. We see it in everything in life. We could see different people that are, that are clearly you know, been given more gifts, more talents, okay, or more understanding that they've been given more intellectual gifts. You know, some people are, are quicker to understand things, quicker to comprehend things. They've been given spiritual gifts. I've been gifted at a certain level to, to, to understand the word of God and to teach the word of God. And so, it's not because, you know, I'm special or I'm wonderful. It's because I've been privileged and I've been given the, the talents and the gifts and the skills and the capability by Jesus. Now, it has been my responsibility to, to, to continue to apply myself in the gift. But the gift and the ability is given by Jesus and we're going to be judged accordingly. But he said each according to his ability. Okay, so whatever we've been given... Our job is to take it and use it, and it's according to our ability. So this is important. Now watch this. Uh, verse 16. The man who had received the five talents <clears throat> went at once. That's an important That's an important phrase. Went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. 17. So also the one with two talents gained two more. So... The person with the five talents and the person with the two talents began working right away, putting those talents to work so that there would be a return for their master. It is our job, Esther, okay, to use the skills, the gifts, the capabilities, however, whatever talents we have, whatever we're talented at. Uh, to use our time, to use our money, we are to go at once. We are to have a certain urgency about it, okay? We are to have at the front of our mind, Jesse, that, that we want to be using the talents that we've been given according to our ability, putting them at work 
so that Jesus has a return on the investment. Remember, we already said they don't belong to us. They're not ours. We don't, you know, the talents have been given us and, you know, we need to produce a return for Jesus. Jesus wants a return on his investment. Jesus expects us to be fruitful disciples. So again, you want to now just ask yourself, you want to, you can pause the teaching if you want, but you just want to meditate and see, you know, you know, how well, do a self-examination. How, how well am I using my skills and my abilities, not just to, to make money and not just to, you know, so that I'll have a more comfortable life, so that I'll have a more enjoyable life, so that I'll have a more pleasurable life, but how much are you using your gifts and talents in the cause of Jesus Christ to serve Jesus, to serve the people of Christ, to build up the body of Christ? How much are you using your skills, your gifts and talents to, to, to make disciples of Jesus Christ? The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. Do you have an at once about you? Are you looking to go out today and see where you can, you can use your time and your skills and your abilities to help the cause of Christ, to advance the cause of Christ. I mean, we can do it in any way, we, in every way, right? Are you using what Jesus has given you to help build up the body of Christ? So also the one with two talents gained, gained two more. So you notice both the one with five and the one with two talents, they both had a, you know, they both doubled what they were given, okay? And that's going to be important because when we get down to the reward, we're going to see that their rewards are the same. Now, let, let that sink in, okay? Um, one, one is ultimately going to hand Jesus back 10 talents, and one is going to hand Jesus back four but their reward is going to be the same. Why is that? Well, the answer is obvious, right? Because, you know, one was given five to start with. One had more skills. One had more abilities. One was given more money. So he certainly gave and, and earned more money. And he certainly, you know, produced more in return, but he was given more to start. So we can see when we stand before Jesus, if someone was given, now again, this five, two, and one, you know, there may be one, you know, to a hundred. This five, two, and one he's giving us as examples. Someone might be given one talent, some might be given three, some might be given eight, some 10, some 20, some 30. But whatever we've been given, you know, we're going to be judged according to the talents we've been given because they were given according to the, the abilities that he gave us. Okay. Um, and so that, that, that's important. So these, these first two, the one who were given the five talents and two talents, were both diligent in how they, they used what they had been given to serve their master and to serve the cause of their master. Verse 18, but the one who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. He didn't do anything with it. He knew it was valuable, so he didn't want to lose it, but he was lazy. We're going to see what the master tells him here in a little bit, but he, he didn't at all use what he was given 
in the service of his master. He didn't use it in the service of Jesus. You know, you know, he took it and, you know, just put it in the ground and, you know, just hit it. Verse 19, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. That's a heavy verse. Look at, and Jesus uses this phrase, and settled accounts with him. And we all have an account with Jesus, okay? We all have a life account with Jesus. And the time will come when Jesus will settle our account with him. We'll have to settle up, so to speak, right? We'll have to give an account of our lives to Jesus. And it is going to matter. It's a sobering parable, Nathan. Again, as disciples of Jesus Christ, you know, how we're serving him, how we're serving his people and his kingdom, it, 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 it not only matters, it's, it's going to mean everything, right? Again, it doesn't get us to heaven, but it will determine our reward in heaven, how we'll experience heaven, our position in heaven. Uh, if, if we're all in the army, if, you know, and, you know, you're a general and I'm a private, we're both in. But, you know, our experience in the army is couldn't be more different. If we all went to a, a Dallas Cowboy game and you were in the front row and I was in the back row, we're both in. But how we're experiencing that game is completely different. It's the same. If you've received Jesus Christ, if you're genuinely trusting in him today, and I am, we're both going to go to heaven um, because we've received Christ. We we're, we're clinging to Christ. You know, our full faith and confidence and reliance was on Jesus alone to save us. We're saved. We'll go to heaven. But our position in heaven, how we experience heaven, that won't be the same. If you, if you have been very faithful in using the skills and gifts and talents that Jesus has given you, the time and the money that Jesus has given you, then, then your position in heaven and your reward in heaven will be substantially more than mine if I just, you know, just took my talent and hit it and used my talents and I just put them in the ground and I didn't really use them at all. I was lazy and selfish and didn't, didn't want to, to do the work of the kingdom of God and the son of God. Your reward in heaven, your position in heaven, how you'll experience heaven will be substantially greater than mine. We'll both be there, but we won't be there in the same capacity when it comes to how we're going to be used by Jesus. Verse 20, the man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. Again, this all belongs to Jesus. We ought to have this attitude in our heart that we are a slave of Christ. He is our master. The man who had received the five talents made brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. In the body of Christ today, in the church today, we really don't have this idea of Jesus's master. He is our master and we are the property of Jesus. He bought us. He paid for us. He owns us, Uncle Dennis. We are indeed slaves of Christ. He is our master. And again, uh, we would do well 
to begin to increasingly think about that and understand that so that we can have this attitude. The man who would receive the five talents brought the other five. It's all his. Okay, Jesus gave us the gifts and talents, and whatever we produce with them, that belongs to him as well. Because obviously we couldn't have produced anything. Right? You remember the scriptures say that we'll lay our crowns before Jesus. Our crowns are our rewards. The reason we put them at the feet of Christ is we could have we couldn't have done anything if he hadn't first given us the talents, given us the the you know the skills, the the abilities, the money, the time, the life, the breath in our lungs, and then the redemption saving us where we went bad as all, you know, all of us are sinners. We couldn't have done anything. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. Verse 21, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Wow. Just let that verse resonate in you, May. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. This verse is so immense. Okay. I mean, it's bursting with meaning. <clears throat> every one of us wants to hear this, okay? Every one of us, when we stand before Jesus, should have a tremendous desire to hear Matthew 25, 21, Peyton. Every one of us, Adelaide, every one of us, Sarah, every one of us wants to hear his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. Now look what he says after this. You have been faithful with a few things. All that we've been given in this life compared to what will be given in heaven is nominal. It's a few things, all right? To us, it feels like a lot. And in this life, certainly it's all we have. You have been faithful with a few things. Jesus speaking, I will put you in charge of many things. Do you see it? The, the reward for how the talents were used is that more was given. Now, here's something really important. This reward of being faithful will certainly be brought to bear when we stand before Jesus, when we get, when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It certainly will be strongly reflected when we go to heaven and we're judged by Jesus. But it, it also has absolute meaning and substance and purpose for this life, okay? The reward is not only for heaven, it's also for this life. The more faithful we are in this life, the more in this life Jesus will increasingly entrust us with more. So it's not just looking forward to heaven, although that's certainly applicable here. It's also for this life. The more you're using what Jesus has given you, there will be more doubt 
that he'll entrust you with more. The greatest thing he'll entrust you with is more spiritual blessings. You'll have greater understanding of who Jesus is. You'll have greater insight into him. You'll know his heart more. You'll experience him more. You'll desire him more. And this whole walk with Jesus will really get to be more fulfilling and exciting and wondrous for you. Can there be anything better than that? His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Certainly, again, this, this refers to heaven, but it also refers to right now. The more we use the gifts, the talents, the skills, the abilities, everything we're good at, the things we're talented at, our talents, our time, our money, the more we do that, Lauren, in this life, the more we will share in the joy and happiness of Christ. Um. And the more we use our time, our talents, our money for, for me, my life, my wife, my kids, my home, my family, my money, my retirement, my work, my comfort, the more we use it for ourselves, the more we'll, we'll have a worldly happiness, a worldly contentment, but it is literally nothing compared to what we have in Jesus. So again, the point here is that the reward is not just in heaven. The reward will also apply to the here and now. Verse 22, the man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. Verse 23, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Do you see it there? Could it be any more clear? Perhaps you're out there and you say, you know, man, it doesn't really look like I've been given as much as, as someone else. It looks like they've been given more abilities to, to know Jesus or to walk with Jesus or they have more understanding of the Bible or they're better at their job. You needn't worry. You needn't be concerned. Take incredible joy in this, right? Really let this get down in you. Do you understand Someone who's been given incredible gifts and talents and skills and abilities and insights and understanding and intellect and all those things, they're going to be accountable for how they used all those things that Jesus gave them. And if you've been given less understanding or less insight, or perhaps you're, you're not quite as smart or not quite as quick or, or whatever it is, do you understand they were both judged according to the abilities they had and they were both rewarded the same? I mean, this is, uh, you know, verse 20. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Mastery said, you have trusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. Look at 22. The man with the two talents also came. Mastery said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I've gained two more. They both, say, they both say the same thing. They both took what they had been given from Jesus, and they both had 100% return. They both doubled what they had received. 21, his master replied, this is to the one who, who, who brought back 10 talents. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Verse 23, this is the man who, who brought back four talents. He also had doubled what Jesus had given him. He had used 
his 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 gifts, his talents, and you know the it was less than what the other was given, but he equally used what he was given. Uh, you know, his skills, his abilities, his capabilities, the things he was talented at, his time, his money, he used it equally in the advancement of the cause of Christ. Didn't bring back as much, wasn't given as much. 23, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. They were, they, they were rewarded exactly the same. Even though one brought back 10, one brought back four, because they had both doubled what they had been given, their rewards were equal. So, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. We talked about that last time. The more we've been given, and here in the West, you know, here in first world cultures in this world, we've all been given a whole lot, and we do well to keep that in mind. Wow. Now, here's the saddest part of the story, verse, verse 24. The man who had received the one talent, master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. So the guy who had received the one talent didn't, didn't do anything with it. He understood its value. He understood he had been given something of tremendous value. He kept it, and he almost boldly or proudly goes back and says, See, I've got your money. I've got your gift. I've got your talent. Here you go. He didn't use it at all in the cause of Christ. And regrettably, this is going to be much of the church. That's why Jesus is, is sharing this, right? This is, this is going to be many people who are Christians who, or who claim to be Christians. Have mercy, Lord. He said, I knew you were a hard man. Wow. And Jesus is not going to deny that. We generally see Jesus as, you know, he loves us and he, and he certainly he does. He loves us unconditionally. And we often talk about the love of Christ and we need to, but Jesus is also a, he's hard. He's serious. I knew you were a hard man. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. He made he made excuses for not using his, his, his talents for Jesus. And excuses aren't going to work when we stand before Jesus. So again, when you look at your life, and if today you would say, you know, I really don't do a whole lot for Jesus. I really don't. I really use like really my entire life is focused on me and in my life and, you know, my family and just, you know, our comforts and how we live this life and our pleasures. Um, you want to repent today. And begin to increasingly use all that Jesus has given you in his cause more and more and more and more. Look at verse 26. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. This is a hard word. You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Verse 27. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would, I would have received it back with interest. Okay, You at least could have done something. You at least could have been a blessing in other places, right? Perhaps you would think that, man, I don't, you know, I don't really think, I'm not really an evangelist, but you can do a little something. You can print off tracks and you can, you can leave them in places. You can put them on car windshields. You can, you know, 
You can not, you can hand them to people. You can, you can leave them in bathrooms. You can leave the word of Jesus around. You can go to our website and, and print the gospel tracks. Everything's free and print them off and, and leave them out. And that's doing something right. Um, or your money, you can give to those who are doing the work, right? Those who, you know, you can come alongside them and support the work that others are doing. You know, if you don't feel like you can do a whole lot. You can go find somebody who is doing something and say, let, let me help you. Okay. Because it's not, we're not just going to be able to say we couldn't do nothing. And here, here's, a, here's, a, here's a principle that we all need to understand. If they, were, if they were graded as a group, they'd have come out pretty good. If they were all graded as a group, Stephen, it would have been okay for them, right? I mean, they had 15 talents as a group. It would have been okay. But our judgment isn't going to be a group judgment. Jesus doesn't judge on a curve, okay? It all is going to be what it is. Everyone is going to be judged according to the gifts, the talents they've been given by Jesus himself. He gave them to us. He gave them to us. He gave us the abilities. He knows the abilities we have, and it all is going to be what it is. If they were judged as a group, rat, <clears throat> it all would have come out fine. But they weren't judged as a group, and nor will we be judged as a group. Each of us will stand before Jesus individually, Chris, and give an account of our lives. <laughs> wow. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servants, so you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. Verse 28, take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. Wow. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10. Verse 29, for everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even when he has, will be taken from him. Do you see that? It doesn't belong to us. Our gifts, our talents, our capabilities, our skills, our time, our money, it's not ours. Everything belongs to Jesus. And ultimately, if we won't use it, it will be taken from us and be given to someone who will use it. And certainly that, that, that has its application in this life, and it most certainly will in the next Take the talent and give it to the one who has the 10 talents. Jesus would rather have somebody have 11 and another have zero if we're not going to use what he's given us at some level. Again, look what he told them. At least you could have gone and put the money with the banker so I would have received it back with interest. You could have done something with it. You could have, you could have put it with people who would have gotten you interest back. Do you see that? Wherever you are today, Maybe you'll think, well, what can I do? Come along somebody who is doing something. Go find somebody that you know is working for Jesus and say, how can I help you? How can I serve you? How can I come along your ministry? What can I do? Can I fold papers? Can I clean something? Can I take out the trash? Can I give some money and help you? Because you know that you, you just, he wants a return on what you've been given. Wow. For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Again, the promise is clear. If you'll start using 
your time, your talents, your money, your skills, your capability, your gifts, more in the cause of Christ, more in the advancement of the word of God, the son of God, the gospel of God, and coming alongside those who are doing it. Find those who are doing it. Be shrewd, right? Not just folks that are in church, not those who are talking to church. Church is important. Church is good. But you want to be, you want to be partnering with people who have a lifestyle, who are all up in it, right? Who are doing this day by day, week by week, month by month, not just on Sunday morning. For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him because it's really not ours. Verse 30, and throw that worthless servant outside. Wow. And these are the last verse. Verse 30, and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um, again, and scholars differ on this, but, you know, there is a possibility that the servant is worthless because he was never a real servant. He was never a real Christian. He was never a genuine Christian. He had never received Christ, surely. And so the interpretation of this very well could be that, you know, the servant is thrown into the darkness of hell because he had never truly trusted in Jesus. He hadn't received Jesus, and that's why there was really nothing to show for their life. Or possibly, you know, this is a this is a Christian who's uh who just has borne no fruit at all. And at the judgment seat of Christ, there is there is a an amount of shame and sadness and grief. Because although you had received Jesus as Savior, you were trusting in Jesus as Savior. There was nothing to show for your life. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Again, when we stand before Jesus, we don't want to weep. We don't want to grieve because we used our entire lives so selfishly. We were so self-serving. It was all about us. So again, as a disciple of Jesus Christ today, how are you using the gifts talents and capabilities. Examine yourself and simply go before Jesus. Right now, I want to repent and start using them a little more. I do. I do. There will be a reckoning. and Jesus is going to settle accounts. And again, it has application for this life and the next. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Jesus, we thank you for this incredible parable of the talents. Holy Spirit, we do ask you to convict us. We ask you to, to, to just to seal this message to our hearts. Father, we ask you to help us, lead us, guide us to use what you have given us spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, and relationally. All the time, the gifts, the talents, the skills, the capabilities you've given us, all the money and treasure you've given us. Father, we ask you to help us and lead us to use it more in your service. Jesus, to use it more in the cause of you, our master, our savior, our king, and our God. Mm. Holy Spirit, again, we ask you to seal this to our hearts now. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.